is live again. It's Will's Take on Sports. I am the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to join me this morning, 7 a.m. Monday, 2.10. Thank you so much for taking the time out of the beginning of your Monday morning, the beginning of the work week, to join yours truly. If you're on your way to work, be safe. If you guys on the road, sit back and listen to me for the next about 25 to 30 minutes. Today's podcast, 210, Big Monday. Going to talk about those big games that's coming up tonight in prime time on the four-letter network. Big games. Really, really huge for the game of college basketball. Also, going to talk about what happened in the NBA over the weekend, over the last couple of days. Um, And then get my thoughts about the way things look at the halfway point in the NBA this season. But before I get into all that, let me say this about uh, the Oscars. I had to watch that. I didn't have to, but the TV was there, you know. That's what she was watching. So I kind of got into it a little bit. That's a boring show, the Oscars. That really is boring, you know. And then a lot of these movies that win, I don't know what. I, I don't know nothing about none of these movies. Never even heard of them. The big winner last night was was uh, a film from South Korea. Parasite took on four Oscars. Best director, best best uh, international feature, best film. Not bad. That's pretty good. Never seen it. Don't know nothing about it. But I do now, based on the Oscars last night. I know uh, Parasite, the movie. Is a big winner from the Oscars last night. Spike Lee had on the Kobe Bryant uh, suit. I know, a tribute to Kobe Bryant. He had a two and a four on his lapel and then a 24 on the back. And, this, and the suit was purple and gold. He wore a purple suit last year. Uh, when I looked it up on Google, what he when they brought up Spike Lee, pays tribute to Kobe Bryant. He had on a purple suit last year also. So he likes purple, I guess. I don't know. A little weird for me, the purple and gold suit. But that's Hollywood. Hollywood's weird as heck. So I'm not. Anyway, let me move on to sports. And let me talk about uh, Big Monday. I'm going to talk about these two showcase games between Florida State tonight. Going to play at Cameron Indoor against Duke. And then I'm going to talk about ladies. Big game between the ladies. Going to have number one South Carolina going up against the dynasty, uh, the power. That is UConn. So those are some, those are two really big games tonight. But before I get into that, let me talk about what happened between North Carolina and Duke over the weekend. I cannot, that ending was absolutely nuts. Carolina had that game most, I mean, they were really controlling that game even late in that game. With over two minutes left in the in regulation, Carolina was up 10. They end up, that game ended up going to overtime. They was outscored 15 to 5 over the last two minutes of the game. Cost it. They go to overtime. Then, <laughs> with less than 30 seconds left in OT, they up five. And they lose by two. Outscored 7 0 over the last 21 seconds of overtime. So, a tough loss for Carolina, who's having a tough year. Um, I like the Cole Anthony kid that they have at point guard. He's a very, he seems like a very uh, good player. Uh, I don't have really much on him because I haven't watched much of Carolina 
And plus, I don't think he's been healthy this year. I think he's missed some games. But, I mean, kudos to that kid because he's uh, given a top draft grade, and he came back, unlike his, unlike the big kid at Memphis who shut it down based, based upon some uh, – he didn't want to uh, – whatever the situation was, suspension, allegations, whatever it is. He didn't come back. He, he just shut it down because he's supposed to be like the top two or top three pick in the – in next year's uh in twenty twenty NBA draft. So Cole Anthony came back after his injury. Impressive. Shows that the kid has you know has a competitive nature and he don't want to let his teammates down. And Carolina's having a very disappointing year. Extremely disappointing. They're ten and thirteen so far this year. And that's and that's gotta be tough for Carolina Nation or Tar Heel Nation. And yeah it is, because when I lived in Charlotte, man, the the passion for Carolina basketball and Duke basketball is about the equivalent of maybe Auburn uh, football, Alabama football, uh, any of the southern any of the southern schools. Uh, their football fan base that is what the Carolina and Duke fan base is in North Carolina. I'm pretty, I know they got fans all over the country, but I'm just saying in that state is is a basketball crazy state, and especially for those two college basketball teams, uh, Duke and North Carolina. But Duke, able to get that win uh, at North Carolina. Man, that's got to be heartbreaking for Roy Williams. Like I said, already a tough season. You know, Trey Jones, the, the I guess you could say the star of that game and the guy who made the, the significant plays to get Duke that win, he is a sophomore. He came in with the class with uh, Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. Um, all those guys are, you know, currently in the NBA. They were one-and-done guys. And he was a top recruit last year uh, from the 2019 class, or 2018 class or whatever. Yeah, 2018 class. And didn't pan out as far as him being a one-and-done. But he's back in school. He just – he has a suspect jump shot. He's not consistent from he does he can't shoot the ball from the outside. And that's that's that is a premium in the NBA or a necessity in the NBA. You gotta be able to uh hit an outside shot. Uh unless you just Ricky Rubio. Or he's he's an exception, Ricky Rubio, because he really is not but he's gotten better. He's just not very good. He's not James Harden or any of those guys. But anyway, um Trey Jones is not a consistent outside shooter. Um, he needs to work on his shot. He's a very good college basketball player, though. He has a good – he's a good floor leader in the college basketball game. He's helped this young Duke team of current one-and-donners be a top-ten team. Um, but he still has that funky jump shot, still not consistent from the outside. But he had a great game Saturday night, and it was his plays down the stretch of that ball game in regulation and overtime that helped Duke get that win. Matter of fact – I never seen a, a, a attempted miss free throw with a guy I mean like rocket the ball at the rim like that and it hits the front of the rim and you know you get the fort he got the fortunate bounce to where it bounced all the way out to the three point line. He got it in a couple of dribbles and he's in between the top of the key and the foul line and, and drills to uh the the field goal or the jump shot to send the game into overtime. So and then he um missed the free throw in overtime and it Almost had the same uh, ricochet or the same, you know, same bounce, almost to the same exact spot as it did in regulation. He gets the ball, same spot he made the the shot in regulation. This time it was an air ball to the side, but Wendell Moore was there to get the put back, and the rest is history. Duke wins at 
North Carolina. 20-3 dude. Their opponent tonight is going to be the, is going to be Florida State. Florida State played Miami yesterday. Florida State has a look of a Final Four team. This has got to be one of this has got to be Leonard Hamilton's best chance to get to the Final Four and and win the national title. Uh, seriously, because it's so wide open in college basketball. There's no dominant team. There's there's really no overwhelming overwhelmingly favorite team or no team you can look at and say yeah. Everybody else is chasing them. I know Gonzaga's good. I know Baylor's good. Um, I'm not looking. I don't see much from Villanova that would tell me that they are definitely a shoe-in to make the Final Four. So it's wide open. Even Duke, it's wide open for them also. So Florida State has a chance. And this is a very good Florida State team. I watched that game yesterday. They played against my Miami Hurricanes. Hurricanes played well for the first half and about four minutes into the second half. And... Then Florida State went nuts. They just would not miss. Um, over the last, I guess you could say, 16 minutes of that game, Florida State outscored Miami 40 to 25. It was 59 to 56 with 16-44 when the, Hur- when the Hurricanes made it a three-point game. It was 59 to 56. They beat Miami 99 to 81. They outscored Miami over the last 16 minutes of that game, 40 to 25. Florida State shot 50% from the three-point line, made 13 threes. They only missed one free throw, and they shot 56% from the field overall in that game. And the thing about it is no 20-point scores. They had five guys in double figures. Could have been six because they had one guy with eight points. Absolutely, they they are balanced. They are a solid team. This could be one of Leonard Hamilton's best offensive teams. Of course, Leonard Hamilton team, Leonard Hamilton's teams are going to play defense. That's a given. That it, you can't. That's just the way that's going to go. They're going to play defense. They're going to play hard. Um, it's always been the question with any of his teams has been on the offensive end. Not this. Not this team. Not this Florida State team. They they can put the ball in the basket, as evidence of yesterday when they just beat down my Miami Hurricanes. Hurricanes are having a hard season. I think it's time for them to move on from Jim Leonardo. If you ask me, about that time. Um, although he's been successful, he is a he did win a conference uh, uh, tourney championship. So hey, I, I'm not mad at him. I mean, but it's time. It's about that time for them to go ahead and move on. All right, let me get before I give you the pick. Let me go ahead and move on to the women's game with between South Carolina and UConn. If you had, I'm I'm pretty sure most of you have not watched much women's college basketball. Like myself, I really haven't watched much. Um, I've only seen UConn maybe really once. I think that was a, I think that was the game against uh, Oregon with Sabrina Inescu. Um, they lost that game. They lost it at home. I haven't really watched South Carolina itself for our highlights and things of that nature. I know this much. South Carolina's the number one ranked team. From what I've seen on the highlights, they're good. They're good and they're deep. This is a good team Don Staley is bringing uh, to UConn. This is a very good team. UConn's a good team. I don't know if UConn's quite as athletic as this South Carolina team. That's a athletic group they got a big six five girl in the middle um they got freshmen that come off the bench 
and score. Uh, they're led by a senior, Ty Harris. She's very good. Um, the Ty Harris, uh, Crystal Dangerfield matchup. Crystal Dangerfield plays for UConn. Speed, going to be good. Two very good college basketball point guards that should should factor into the WNBA. They should get a, get an opportunity to play in the WNBA. But this game tonight, beep, beep, speed between these two young ladies. And they're very good. Uh, both of them. They're not – I wouldn't say they're scorers, uh, but they they both very good floor generals for point guards. I'm biased to point guards. That was a position that I like to play even when I played pickup or back in high school. So I'm biased to point guards. And this is going to be a very good matchup. This will be a, a game in the women's game that I'm looking forward to watching. South Carolina going up against UConn. We got Gino. You know, he's the former uh, U.S. women's national team uh, coach. Now that is Don Staley. She's the – so just like how Gino Oriyama had to um, play against Pat Summit to get, you know, to get to that status or he was playing against – Pat to measure his program against Tennessee. I think that's what you're seeing with uh, Don Staley in South Carolina, South Carolina Gamecocks, Lady Gamecocks going up against UConn. It's a measurement stick as far as the program um, between these two programs, and I'm pretty sure Don Staley's trying to get her program to where Geno's uh, UConn's program is. So they are, but South Carolina is number one, and if you ask me, they are the better team. They're definitely the more more athletic team. But UConn knows how to play. They've only lost – think UConn's only lost two games this year. They've only lost two, and South Carolina's only lost one. So it's going to be a competitive matchup. It should be a very good game. Now, going to my picks be, uh, in these games, Duke is favored by eight points over Florida State. I don't think Duke's eight points better than Florida State, even if the game is in uh, Cameron Indoor. I don't care. I don't think they're eight points better than Florida State. But they are. They're favored by eight tonight. Um, I want to go ahead and say that I think Florida State pulls the upset. I think Florida State's just a better team. I stated this earlier in the year about Duke. I didn't think this was a great group of one and, one and donors or top McDonald's All-American freshmen that they have on that team. But they proved me wrong, I guess you could say, because of their record. But I don't see no great talent. I know Stanley's nice. I know the Kerry kid's nice. I just don't see that overall. That I don't see no Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett type talent uh, on that team. Being, I'm just being totally honest. And those kids probably will go into the NBA because the NBA don't draft on what you did in college. They draft on the potential, what you could potentially do in the NBA, which is an interesting, interesting way to evaluate now. But, hey, that's how they do it in the NBA. And as far as the ladies game tonight, I think South Carolina is just too much for UConn. I think they're just too athletic and too deep um, for UConn. I, but UConn could pull up, you know, they could pull an upset because I think it would be an upset if UConn wins this game at home. So, going to go with UConn. I, I'm going to go with, sorry, I'm going to go with South Carolina to win. So, I'm going with both road teams tonight. Let's see how it shakes out. We'll talk about it again on Thursday. All right, let's talk. Let me transition over to the NBA in regards to Dame Lillard beating my Miami Heat last night. Uh, the Heat are shorthanded. Jimmy Butler's not playing. Tyler Hero's not playing. Uh, Andre Iguodala made his debut last night for the Miami Heat, and so did uh, Jay Crowder. Um, nothing else I got. The Heat are struggling right now as the All-Star break is going to come up this weekend. 
Heat have their first three-game losing streak of this season. Not very happy about that, but I understand that with Jimmy Butler having uh, health limitations over the last, I guess you could say, week, and then Tyler Hero also, the Heat are a little limited on offense as far as offensive production. And that is that has to that's contributed to the three the current three game losing streak. They can get everything right at tonight because they're gonna play against the Warriors. And although the Warriors have been playing much better and they did make the trade for Andrew Wiggins, I think that was really interesting that Andrew Wiggins for uh D'Angelo Russell trade. I mean, it was already stated over the summer when the Warriors acquired Russell from the Nets. They were gonna move on from him at some point. Although they gave him um uh, I guess you could say, what, they gave him a contract extension or something like that, or they, re, or they gave him a new contract. The, the room all, all along was they were going to move on from him. And it makes sense because the backcourt of, of D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry on defense is a nightmare. Steph Curry is great of a great of an offensive player as he is and a great of a three-point shooter uh, that he is. Not so much a great, great defensive player, not one-on-one or on the ball. And D'Angelo Russell does just never seemed to have interest in playing defense at all. So that w- that wasn't a very good backcourt, although Steph didn't play many games this year because he got hurt, I think it was the first week or two in this season. But Andrew Wiggins' move for the uh, Golden State Warriors should be should help them um, when they get Clay and Steph back next season. Um, it keeps Clay at the two spot. De- uh, Andrew Wiggins can play the three. Yeah, I don't think it moves the needle as far as making them a contender uh, in the West next season. Honestly, I don't unless they get the number one overall pick and probably pick James Wiseman, bring him along. Get it now. You got a big kid in the middle, got some offensive talented mobility. Um, he still be just nineteen years old. So how big of a factor he would be, even if he is on a Warriors team with all that shooting, I don't know. I really don't. I'm not. I haven't seen much of James Wiseman to make any type of assessment of his game, at all. So, I mean, of course, they like I said, the NBA evaluators say he has the potential, and that's how they base it. That's how they uh, get their draft grades based on the potential that these kids have. Um, but anyway, back to the game between Portland and Miami. Dame Little is the best point guard in the NBA. Little is just. It's not even just the fact that he's making shots and he's just shooting. I mean, I mean, he's almost hitting 40% for three average and almost eight assists, and then he's scoring 30 points a game. It's not even that. Just Dame Little is just – he's a headache, man. Between the, the ability to penetrate, create for his teammates, and then he's hitting 30-footers. You know, he doesn't hit the regular NBA three-pointer. He backs up even more. I mean, the Heat contested shots, and they still were making buckets. I'm talking about the Trailblazers. Him son Whiteside made a showing last night. Maybe he was motivated because I don't need that long. But anyway, um, Dame Blair is the best point guard in the NBA to me. I think he he definitely is the best guy on Portland or the best best point guard to wear the coverage. And I don't consider because I don't consider James Harden a point guard. I know he has the ball all the time and he dribbles all over the place and then he bogs down Houston's offense. But as far as point guard i don't consider him a point guard and Kyrie's hurt you know oh uh, he hasn't been healthy this year so dame lillard has taken over that title and steph curry isn't playing so dame lord dame lillard has taken over that title as the best point guard in the nba in my opinion you think if you disagree okay 
drop me a line and let me know. We can definitely have that conversation when I record the podcast on Sundays and I have the open forum. So drop me a line and let me know if you want to have that discussion. I would not have a problem having that debate with you, but in my opinion, Dame Lillard is the best point guard in the association this season. And other things, other action from last night, big-time win for Utah. Uh, Houston is giving people fits in the regular season with that small lineup so far since they've gone to it after the trade deadline, after they acquired Robert Covington and let go Clint Capella as he's in Atlanta now. They've given these teams fits because the floor is wide open and the bigs have got to go out there and guard those little guys. Won't do much for Houston in the playoffs. And for everybody saying they've never seen that like this before, Don Nelson and the Golden State Warriors from the late 80s. Yes, I have. You may not have, but I have. It was a team called Run TMC. Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, and Chris Mullen. And they had a bunch of six fights. And then they had a um, – I can't think of that guy's name. He was an international player. I think he was from uh, – he was an international player. I'm not going – anyway. And they had that team. And he, that guy was 6'5". So they had a great that, – that Golden State team was just – they penetrators, a, a great shooter in Chris Mullen a three-point shooter at that and before he didn't they didn't take the crazy amount of threes back in the late 80s as they do now but he was an outstanding outside shooter chris mullen was they had mitch richmond who was a big guard who could actually post up other little guards and then tim hardaway was just you couldn't stay in front of that version of tim hardaway you can stay in front of the, the tim hardaway the miami heat version i mean you can kind of contain that tim but the tim before the knee injury Golden State on that run TMC team, he was murder getting into the lane. He was impossible. He was tough to stop, and but they were good. That was a very good team that played small ball also. So I've seen it before. Everybody else has short. They just have selective memory. They don't want to. It's always everything is. I never seen nothing like that before. That seems to be the common theme of stuff nowadays. Never seen anything like that. I never seen anything like that. So. I have. I've seen this this style of ball that Houston Rockets are playing. But anyway, back to that game they played against Utah last night. Donovan Mitchell, the 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 Dwayne Wade clone that he is, his game is starting to look more and more like Dwayne Wade. Uh, stayed in the paint last night. Uh, Rudy Gobert struggled earlier in in that game, um, although he did have a double double and he was making an impact. Of course. Um, in the rebounding department, but Russell Westbrook was taking the ball right at him. It wasn't <laughs> Russell Westbrook was going. Russell Westbrook just plays hard, man. That's that's all you can say about that guy. He gives maximum effort, and he is a great and he's very talented. So on top of that, that makes him a very good NBA player. I take it back. I would have loved to see him and Jimmy Butler pair up in Miami. I think that would have been an interesting pairing, and with that way he as hard as he plays. To pair it with Jimmy Butler, um, that would have been, and and the deal I think the deal would have been Kelly Olynyk and Goran Dragic uh, for Russell Westbrook. So you put Russell Westbrook on the Heat, yeah, Goran is having a great year from the three point line and coming off the bench, but you put Jimmy, I mean, you put uh, Russell and Jimmy in the starting lineup to go along with Bam and those guys, and then the way Miami's shooting the ball, we be having could be having a possibly a, a very different conversation as far as the Heat coming out of the West, and I mean coming out of the East. And as far as my Miami Heat, they did. I, I was so happy that they had the potential to get Danilo Gallinari, and they did not get him. But the, 
you know, and to me, yeah, Andre Iguodala is a nice player. He doesn't put the heat into the championship. Uh, contending, if you ask me. Not he doesn't. He he's just not. He he just gives them another defense, another guy to, to put on the wing to play defense to stand in front of Giannis and get bulldozed. That's pretty much what that pretty much the way I look at it. Because Giannis is just bulldozing his way to to the uh, hoop, and I think he's gonna bulldoze his way to the hoop in the playoffs. I don't think he wants to have a repeat of what happened between him between the Bucks and Toronto last year, where Kawhi just was refused to be bulldozed. And I don't think Jimmy Butler's going to want to be bulldozed, but Giannis is 6'10", 6'11". Jimmy Butler is 6'6". And Giannis has the footwork and the length to just overpower really anybody in the game. This season especially. He's really worked on this game. So, again, back to the Iggy deal. No Gallinari. Jay Crowder for the Miami Heat. Yeah. Man, I was hoping they got Donato Garrett. You heard my excitement. I was happy. Thought they was going to get him. I just thought Pat Riley could close the deal, but Oklahoma City said, yeah, not enough. You got to give us a little bit more. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, Let's see. What else happened in the association last night? Um, Before I go ahead and hit the music and get up out of here and make my way to go get these donuts or earn real money um the clippers um destroyed cleveland in andre uh drummond's debut nothing surprising there i like john morant though i like what he's doing the the atlanta hawks and the new york knicks scored uh 275 points between the two teams 140 to 135 uh nice win for boston in that earlier game that was on nba tv that I, i that i watched um, OKC is playing very good this season so far. They're being very competitive. Didn't, I don't think anybody saw them or the Heat, you know, being in the positions that they're in as far as the Heat being a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. And OKC just pretty much just being in the playoff picture, period. I don't think anybody saw that. But okay, uh, Boston was able to get that win in OKC yesterday. Um, they had a good game. Uh, Jason Tatum seems to be turning that corner. I'm not going to say he, he's there yet, That, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but he seems to be. He's an, all, he's, the first, well, he's an all-star this year. And uh, he played well yesterday. He had a good game. He seemed to be turning that corner, um, kind of understanding that it's his team. I know Kim Walker is the veteran, but I think it's Jason Tatum's team because I think he's the best player on that team. You know, And that game that happened the other night between Utah and uh, – in Portland, that was goaltending on Dame, but uh, Rudy Gobert did. I'm going back to the game that was on Friday night. That was goaltending. You know, Dame just absolutely just abused uh, Mike Conley late in that ball game. Got to the rim and uh, it was go it was goaltending by Rudy Gobert. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. They just didn't call it. So that's how that goes. Back to the uh, to the NBA as far as this playoffs. You know, they're in the WNBA they do the top teams regardless of the conference. The top. The top teams, no matter what conference, they make the playoffs. They should this time to do that in the NBA because right now in the NBA, the Orlando Magic and the Brooklyn Nets are both under 500. And when I look at the Western Conference, um, Memphis is just one game over 500. 
So give it give let the top sixteen teams make it, no matter what conference it is. I think that'll give us a a, a better playoff um, than this East West bracket. I mean, you do it for the All Star game. You might as well go ahead and do it uh, for the NBA playoffs and let's see. And I think you would have – I think you would have uh, Milwaukee versus one of the L.A. teams still if that was the current form- format to where it was the top 16 teams. I think you would still have the uh, Milwaukee's, uh, Milwaukee being in the finals against one of the two L.A. teams. And right now that seems to be the, the favorite – uh, of the L.A. team seems to be the Clippers after they got Marcus Morris because that just gives them another uh, floor spacer, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, type of guy that can they can play uh, that can play both LeBron and be a hindrance to A.D. Because the Clippers have zero on that roster that can, that can stop A.D. They can get it his way, but they can't stop him. They can annoy the heck out of LeBron. They, now they can throw three legit defenders at him because Morris is a legit defender. He's a lot better than Mark uh, Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless is good, uh, uh, decent rather. Morris is legit. He's a legit defender. So that gives them uh, a lot of bodies to throw at Mr. LeBron James. But, yeah, let, yeah NBA, go to that format. Top 16 teams make it to the NBA playoffs. That is my time. That's 30 minutes. Enjoy the rest of your day. Whatever part, if you listen, if you listen to this podcast on demand, whatever platform you listen to this podcast, please hit that like and subscribe button. If you like to drop me a comment, like I mentioned earlier, please email me at willwalkershow at yahoo.com. That's will with one L, walkershow at yahoo.com. Also, follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. And if you see the show on Facebook or if you're looking for the show on Facebook, just type Will's Take on Sports in the search menu. And then when you get to Will's Take on Sports page, click that like button. I close this show the same way every single time. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe. Be easy. Talk to you on Thursday.